Welcome to CT Church. This message was recorded during our Sunday service. We hope you enjoy this presentation. Let's welcome Don and Beth Wee this morning as they come to share. Well, it's great to be here. I uh, hope to uh, see you this evening. Um, Doug and Janet are treasures. They're friends. They're wonderful pastors. And uh, CTSA is blessed uh, to have them uh, as your pastors. Let's give these guys a hand. We love you guys. want to say a, a special thanks to all the media people back there. Those are the people that nobody ever thanks them. And when something goes wrong, buddy, you're always back there going, it's too loud, it's too soft, it's too da, da, da. Just everybody just turn that way and simply say, thank you. That's what I'm talking about. See, some of y'all are still bitter from last week when it was too loud. You're not turning and saying thank you, I know. But thank you so much. The worship team under uh, Pastor Brent's direction was incredible. Thank you so much. Amen. And finally, we got the, the drummer from Iowa back down uh, into warmer weather. Uh, man, I don't see how anybody can even live up there. You know what I'm talking about? Get down here where Christmas Day, we're swatting mosquitoes and stuff like that. But uh, we, uh, we welcome Eli back to, back to Texas. It was great great seeing him. And so God bless you. Uh, Beth is going to play a couple songs for you at this time. Well, good morning. It's great to be with you guys this morning. And uh, in the first service, I kind of talked about some stuff, and I think I'll share it with you as well. You know, during this season, usually I turn on Hallmark movies, you know, because the plot is usually positive. There's no crimes. There's no murder mysteries or anything. It's, it's light. And, um, and so there was one of them where the storyline was that this couple had been dating for a long time and they were going out to a fancy restaurant. She thought, good, this is the time he's going to ask me to marry him. And it ends up to being a breakup. Well, she loves Christmas. And she bought five Christmas cards, very special hand-picked uh, Christmas cards that she was planning on giving him. And you know, what do you do when you're disappointed? What do you do? And so... Yes, this is a story, but this, is a, this could be a very true story for all of us. So she decided with those five cards, I'm going to send them to people who have really made an impact on my life. You know, some people know that, that they've impacted your life, but some people don't realize how you've touched them. And uh, as the storyline went, she sent out the cards, and, um, and when the cards were received, it's interesting how it affected the person that received it and maybe the other one that was standing there when they opened the card. I'm just telling you, a kind word goes a long way. A friend of mine was getting a, a lunch the other day with her husband, and there were three ladies that lived in the same small town. They know each other. They see each other all the time. May not be close, but, you know, when you're in a small town, you know everybody just about. And she said one of them out of the three, as they walked up, said, you know what, you always look so nice. Gave her some kind of compliment. And when they left, she told her husband, isn't it crazy? You would not believe how that made me feel, you know, how it impacted me. It, it gave her a boost, and it made her realize, you know, and you need to speak the kind words that you're thinking in your mind, not the bad, you know. But when you are thinking kind thoughts towards somebody, how about speaking a kind word and make a difference in somebody's life? We can really boost somebody during this season. You know, so 
in the Hallmark movie, it's always predictable, right? In the end, it's going to turn out good. And I want you to know in your relationship with God, it is predictable. In the end, it will work out for your good. Dr. Caroline Leaf is a, is a um, uh, counselor, and she's written several books, but it's interesting what she wrote. She said that when you're uh, depressed or um, discouraged, that even in your brain, it literally grows dark branches. But what they found out is that if you begin to read the Word, if you begin to speak what is, what's over things that are true, when you begin to give thanks, those dark uh, branches begin to fade. So we can change our, 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 our hearts and our emotions during this season. I love that, that uh, I don't know if it was you, Janet, that chose joy right there. And a couple of years ago, I thought, you know, I'm going to choose joy, and I'm going to put it up there. And uh, Don probably didn't even know this because I didn't really talk to him about it. But, um, but I'm just telling you, you can choose joy. Yesterday, I was in Walmart, and I wrote him as I was standing in line. I said, I choose to be happy. I'm in line at Walmart. You know? <laughs> you know, and I had probably 50 people like it, and about six people make comments. But, you know... But in this season, we can make a difference in other people's lives. We can make a difference in what our heart looks like. And I'm just saying it's time to rewire your brain and say this. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His mercies endure forever. Unfailing love. And he hears my prayers. Put your trust in the Lord during this season and begin to give thanks.
just telling you, that wears me out. There's a lot of notes that she just played. Let's give Beth another hand. That was awesome. Wow. I just didn't, I enjoyed carrying her flute case and her luggage around for her. That's all I'm saying. But God is good, amen? God is good. And I have a specific word for the church uh, for this season. Uh, Beth and I, we will have finished 14 or 15 of uh, Christmas music uh, concerts and ministry times at our churches. Uh, we leave here. We'll be back in San Antonio Wednesday and then in Kerrville on Sunday. I told one pastor, I said, I got the 29th open if you want us to come. And anyway, it's after Christmas. You're, it's either a late Christmas or maybe early for next year. I don't know. But it's a great time. We enjoy traveling and ministering during this season uh, of the year. Uh, there's so many, uh, so many wonderful truths surrounding Christmas. But I ask the Lord every year, Lord, give me exactly what you want the church to hear this season. And it's very clear. It's very clear why I'm here and the message that the Lord wants me to bring to you. I want you to think about this thought, that in the Garden of Eden, Adam was perfectly formed, but he had no life. He had it all together, but he wasn't going anywhere until God breathed upon him. Without God's breath, without God's anointing, without his touch, we are nothing. We're only in existing mode. Only then, after God breathed upon Adam, did he begin to walk with God and fulfill his purpose. So today, I want this prayer, this is the thought, I want this prayer to be on your lips today, that God, that you would breathe new life into me. Everybody say that together. God, breathe new life into me. The Holy Spirit, the life-giving power of God, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, the Spirit of the Lord is mentioned 193 times in the New Testament. It's pretty important. It's His life. It's the activity of God. It's everything about the Lord that is good. In the Old Testament, mentioned 99 times. So almost double the amount in the New Testament. This activity of the Holy Spirit surrounding the birth of Jesus is all through the record of the account of Jesus. In Luke chapter 1, 35, with the angel conversing, the angel Gabriel conversing with Mary, that must have been a moment. That must have been a scary moment. I mean, it's no wonder the angel had to say, really, fear not. It's going to be okay. I'm going, listen, buddy, you can get out of here. I don't know who you are. You're leaving here. I can't imagine what she went through emotionally. But the activity of God doesn't create fear. The activity of God brings life. The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. In verse 41, John the Baptist, still in the womb of his mother Elizabeth, when Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting when they got together, listen to the activity of the Holy Spirit. The baby leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. This life-giving power of God was changing the world as, always, as he always does. 
And then the dads are not going to the dads are not going to be excused from experiencing the power of God. In verse 67, John's father, Zechariah, was filled with the Holy Spirit, and he prophesied. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, the impossible becomes possible. The Holy Spirit, his anointing, God's breath in the situation, his fresh air, as it were, makes the impossible possible. The supernatural anointing comes upon us and does the natural for supernatural assignment. You and I are wired for a supernatural assignment. You and I are wired to be able to hear God's voice and to act. Most of it is acted out in our response to people. The response to those that are our enemies, the response to those that God wants us to reach out to, because the enemy wants us to be afraid and to be fearful. But when the Holy Spirit comes upon us, He gives us the ability outside of ourselves for a supernatural assignment. The delivery of a divine message. The Apostle Paul says, you're a letter. Turn to your, turn to your neighbor and say, you're a letter. Now, I'm not sure which letter you are. No, not the kind of letter. You're a letter that is read by all men. People are looking at you, people at school, at work, your neighbors, they are checking you out. They are reading you like a book. So let them read. Let them see your life surrendered to the Lord. Let them, let them partake of fresh air in your response to them. But we need God's ability to do that. I don't know about you, but in my natural ability, I'm, I'm, I'm just a mean guy. Mean, ugly, say stuff I shouldn't. I mean, ask Doug. I do that all the time. Without God's blessing, if you see anything good in me, just begin to praise the Lord. If you see something bad in me, just pray for me. But if you see something good in me, maybe I respond correctly to someone, or maybe I encourage someone, or maybe I say a word of encouragement to someone, or you see me obedient in something, just say, God, thank you, because I know he can't do that on his own. God, that's your touch. That's your salvation. That's your fresh air. That's your anointing that helped him to do that. It's God's anointing that, 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 that helps you to give a gift card to a child at Pleasant Hills Children's Home. You don't do that on your own. You spend those gift cards on your own. How many in this room would like a gift card? Well, you're not getting one today. No. <laughs> Talk to Janet. She's in charge of the, all the gift cards. But you're breathing fresh air into a child's life who's never had a Christmas before. You know, our children's home this last year was approved by the state of Texas. We are now an official uh, location for, for CPS children, children that are, have been given um, to the state of Texas to help them. And they can now send them to our children's home at Pleasant Hills. Many times they come two, three, four, five children at a time and they can come there as, as their parents are working through issues with, with law enforcement and on and on it goes. And these children come late at night and they've never had a toy. They give them a brand new teddy bear. They give them, uh, they clean them. They, they give them fresh, brand new clothes. And then when they learn that there's a family who loves them and they get to go to school and to be on time, you know, 
They're getting to breathe some fresh air for the first time. What kind of air are you breathing around your family? What kind of air are you giving out? Because people are breathing it. So thank you for those gift cards to be able to bless, to be able to give a breath of fresh air to someone who's never had it. It means all the world. Those kids don't, in fact, when, they, when their families are ready for them to come back home and they've worked out, a lot of children, they don't want to go. Of course they don't want to go. Man, they've been loved for the first time. They get a new pair of socks for the first time in their life. Uh, you know, get to go shop at Walmart for the first time, you know, even in those long lines, Sister Beth. I stay out in the car. I'm just telling you. That's where I need to be. I pray for her as she goes in. It's a mission. <laughs> Sometimes you don't make it out alive. Fresh air. What are people reading from your life? What are they partaking from your life? Satan tries to, he tried to kill baby Jesus during his, during his ministry, eventually at the end of his life, because Satan hates fresh air in people's lives because that anointing in your life gives you fresh dreams and fresh visions and it encourages you to have, have thoughts and better thoughts about your spouse and better thoughts about your family and about that, that nasty old employer that you work for. You begin to see that person as, a, as an eternal soul or, or that professor, Eli, that you're having to put up with over there at the college. Man, you need to pray for them. That's what I'm talking about. They're people. They have eternal souls. I, I remember one time I was in a, uh, taking an English class up at, univer at the university and, uh, and uh, I, I didn't make anything but A's. That's a miracle in itself right there. I didn't make anything but A's in, in, in the person's class. And then when I got my grade card, it was a B on there. I'm going, how in the world did they figure this out? That was before computers. You made mistakes back then. And the Lord said, don't complain about it. Oh. <gasps> I wanted to complain about it because that's the kind of air I wanted to give out, some bad air. She gave me bad air. I want to give her bad air back. She says, no, you're going to go meet with her and you're going to thank her for a good semester. Oh, supernatural assignment through a natural body. It's hard. This lady was so negative. Man, she had hatred written all over her. She was a miserable person to be around. You ever been around somebody like that? They need CPR. They need some fresh air, but don't you give it to them right then. So I'm going to give you a reason to give you CPR. And so I said, okay. I went, sat in her office, and the entire time I was sitting in her office, I was praying in the Spirit under my breath. You don't know what to say? You need to start praying in the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is a gift for you to pray the, pray the known into the unknown. It's a gift for wisdom and supernatural knowledge and intercession. I sat there in this office. The office was a wreck. Her life was a wreck. She was a bitter old lady. I'm telling you, man, it, it, she just spewed out negativity. And I just started praying in the Holy Spirit. And all of a sudden, instantly, she looked at me and said, what church do you go to? I want to go, oh, man. This escalated quickly. It was an answer to prayer. And she got very soft, very contrite, very humble. She said, you know, Don, 
the best years of my life were me getting to go to a church as a little girl and the church would pick me up and bring me. And I went, oh man, what if I would have gone in there and gotten angry back? What if I would have given death for death, negativity for negativity? And the Lord says for us to turn the other cheek because let me tell you something, there's something more important than your grades. There's something more important than that paycheck that didn't come back calculated right. You need to back off. There's something more important than you griping to someone. You need to allow fresh air to flow through you into your situation. That situation is a supernatural situation. And if you're not filled with the Holy Spirit, a fresh anointing, fresh air, that day, that moment, then you're going to go in there and spew death and negativity. And the purposes of God are not going to be achieved. But God wants to flow through us. Jesus spoke of the same power of the Holy Spirit that came upon Mary, Elizabeth, and Zechariah. It's recorded in all four Gospels into the book of Acts. And that same Holy Spirit wants to come upon you in your situation to help you. Job 33, 4 says, The Spirit of God has made me. I mean, you're nothing without the breath of God. You're a walking dead person without the breath of God. You're no better than Adam before God breathed into him. We're nothing without him. We have nothing good to offer, but the breath of the Almighty, the Scripture says, gives me life. Paul the Apostle says it this way in 2 Corinthians 3.17, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom, there's liberty, there's life. Satan comes to kill, steal, and destroy, but Jesus comes to give you life abundantly. We need him. He's our helper, teacher. What do you need him to help you with today? Are you breathing fresh air? What are you breathing? <laughs> what are you breathing? Because you're going to become what you breathe. You're going to become what you eat. I mean, I live in Houston. I'm telling you, we can see what we breathe over there. It scares me to come to the hill country and breathe clean air. I always get sick. So many goobers in the air over here. Not really. But we are what we breathe. That's why we need to stay in the Word. That's why we need to worship the Lord. That's why we need to pray. That's why we need to talk to the Lord and ask Him, Lord, touch me afresh. Because if you're not asking God to touch you afresh in the new today, then you're beginning to walk in the flesh. And that flesh is going to kill people that are around you. It's going to respond wrong. Your sinful nature is going to take over. And you're going to be doing things that you, you don't even want to do. You need some fresh air. You need some fresh food. The Holy Spirit to give us freedom and liberty. He's our helper and teacher. He reminds us of the truth. He's the sealer of our salvation. He assists us with prayer and He prays Himself as He intercedes for you and I. He regenerates us, He renews, He encourages us, He baptizes us into the body of Christ. And then Jesus baptizes us, immerses us with the Holy Spirit. He fills us with comfort and joy. He's active in that new birth process of being born again. He's active in our whole life of being sanctified. Don't you dare get off the train. Don't you dare go backwards. Some of the meanest people I know are people that used to walk with God and are no longer fresh in their walk with God. They become mean old people. It doesn't have anything to do with their age either. They've become mean old people. 
They're critical. There's no life about them. And the youngest people I know and the freshest, some of them are in their 90s because they're still walking with God. They've got a fresh word from the Lord. They're active in seeking God. They're still daily fighting against their sinful nature so that they don't displease God and hurt people around them. Fresh airs all around them. I remember Mom Smith over in Seguin when I pastored her in her 90s. She made it to 99. She went to be with the Lord, and I told them at her memorial service, I said she was 100 because we believe that life starts at conception. And that family goes, all right. That's just, yes, yes, she was because I did the calculations. I'm not a medical doctor, but I know nine months. Doesn't have anything to do with the age of your body. It has to do if you're still feeding your spirit. Because Paul says that this body wastes away. Can I hear an amen? This body ain't getting better. It's just wasting away. But your spirit is renewed day by day. Day by day. Your spirit's getting younger and younger as you walk with God. So don't let the enemy talk you out of continuing to walk with God. Don't you allow the enemy to get to 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 bring unforgiveness to linger in your heart. Things that cause you to become a bitter old person. Don't you dare do that. Too many people are dependent upon you and your life. The Lord wants to renew your dreams and your visions. Oh, I prayed about that years ago. It's never happened. It's probably not going to... Oh, you stop it. The enemy's so mean to me and my family. I'm going through this. I'm going through... Oh, really? Tell me about the scripture. Greater is he that is within me than he that is in the world. Are there trials? You bet there are. Is it challenging? Absolutely. Does sometimes you feel like you're about this far from giving up? Absolutely. Continue to pray and continue to seek God. Let the Lord renew your faith. Become a child again. Hallelujah. Don't you dare stop. Let him put new dreams and new visions in your heart. New purpose for living. New boldness. No fear. And no intimidation. We need the Lord. We need His fresh air. There's a song entitled Just One Touch by Karen Peck, and the words are this, I can see you're hurting and I know that you're in pain, and nothing in this life seems worthwhile. You've tried everything to bring you peace of mind. You're looking for someone to mend your broken life. Let me tell you something. Broken people sometimes do broken things. If you're broken this morning... Don't do more broken things to make the situation worse. It's time to come to the Lord. It's time to say, Lord, I need your help in this situation. Lord, I need your help in my home. I need your help, God, with my finances. Lord, I need your help with my health. Don't make things worse, but come to the Lord. Just one touch of the Master's hand. That's all it takes to find your healing that only He can send. You're tired and weary and your burdens you cannot bear. Let the Lord take over. He will never fail. Let me say, there's some people in this room, you've gone through some stuff. So don't think you're alone. Because you're looking at overcomers in this room. If you're visiting here, you're not looking at a room filled with rookies. Well, they go to church, they've never had anything bad happen to them. Well, give me a break. Let me tell you something. There's people in this room who've been through battles in your health, battles in your family, and they're still serving God. They've cried out to the Lord for strength, and they're still serving the Lord. That's what the world needs to see. 
That's what the world needs to see. You think you have fallen beyond his arms of grace when all the while he's waiting there for you. All you have to do is call upon his name and instantly he'll take your guilt and shame. Just one touch of the master's hand. That's all it takes to find your healing that only he can send. You're tired, you're weary, and your burdens you can't bear. Let the Lord take over. He will never fail. Let the Lord take over. He will never fail. The Lord's word to you this Christmas is he wants to breathe new life into you. He wants to breathe new life and new hope and new vision into every area of your life. And all he's waiting is for you to ask. You don't have to word it fancy. I don't even know how to pray fancy. He just wants to hear you. You're his child. He loves you. You have been listening to CT Church in San Antonio, Texas. This recording was presented in the context of our Sunday service. For more information, please visit us at ctagsa.com, connect with us on Facebook, or call us at 210-657-3578.